It's Cowboys week, 49ers hosting the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night football. What the 49ers have to do to be victorious in week five coming up right now. You are locked on 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and Download the app. Use code, all lowercase, locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Kruk, uh, there, there's a lot to get into with our keys to victory and how to beat the Dallas Cowboys. I want to talk about, though, a couple things real quick because uh, I was gone early in the week, uh, had, a, had a, a funeral within the family. Um, so uh, thanks for holding it down, by the way. Uh, you and Wink did a great job. I, I listened to the pod on the way back home. Um, I could do a little bit better on the ad reads. <laughs> they're not easy, man. The ad reads is the is the most difficult part of the job. Plus, when you're like producing the podcast live and you're juggling everything, trying to read comments, bring up comments, go in and out of the breaks, keep it on time. Uh, it can be difficult difficult sometimes. So it definitely takes some practice. So it's not something you want to just jump right into, right? You need some your preseason work before uh, before jumping into uh, mid season form with it with the ad breaks with the uh, with podcast for sure. Um, but a couple of points on last week's game really quick. And, you know, it, obviously it's all the games go together and, and it factors into what we're going to see here on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, shout to my guy, Dan, by the way, who uh, who's got me set up, got my golf swing set up. My, my golf coach uh, did a little, little lesson earlier. Uh, speaking of finding the slot, it's a, it's a golf thing as well as what the 49ers need to do on defense. But um, we're talking about 21 personnel. The, the OWs the 49ers have everywhere on the offensive side of the ball. And my favorite play I've seen from the 49ers this season, and if I'm Dan Quinn and I'm any defensive coordinator, because the 49ers unleashed something, throwing the ball to McCaffrey and throwing the ball to their running backs out of the backfield that we hadn't seen a lot of this year. Uh, and that, that I'd be... I would hate to. I would hate to be Dan Quinn right now, already needing to prepare for everything the 49ers can do, and then the, that wrinkle that Kyle Shanahan showed. My favorite play of the game when I kind of watched it back, and uh, and I, and I liked it live. Obviously, it was a Christian McCaffrey touchdown. But 21 personnel. You got Kyle Uzcheck out there. You got George Kittle out there. George Kittle goes in motion to the right side of the formation. Then at the snap. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk's going in motion. He ends up being a lead blocker. It's sort of a long handoff pass to Christian McCaffrey. And now you have Christian McCaffrey in space. You have George Kittle, the best blocking tight end in the league, walling off one side. You've got wide receivers, Debo Samuel blocking down the field. You have lead blocker Kyle Juszczyk already on the move at the start of the play and getting Christian McCaffrey instantly in space. He hurdles a guy and then makes a move and, and, and breaks through an arm tackle on the way to the end zone. It's frightening what the 49ers can do when you start to implement the pass catching part of Christian McCaffrey's game. And he's already the league's leading rusher right now. So uh, I, I, how do you stop that crock? I think that's the tough thing, right? There's been a lot of noise about Trey Lance and, and helping the Dallas Cowboys. And a lot of it is really the mental side of things, right? Like from a mental side, like what do they like to do? Like maybe key principles, different things, but, 
if you watch 49ers games, they're always adding new things. And game plans are from week to week. All right, game to game, week to week. They'll obviously have the things they like to do. But you see just how that was, right, from one game to the next, just the usage of different ways to get the ball in a guy like Christian McCaffrey's hands. The 49ers are terrific with that. So Kyle Shanahan continues to be very uh, innovative with the way that he's running his offense and utilizing the weapons that he has. Two more plays I want to talk about really quick, Croc. Uh, and this is more of a look back, but there were the two um, the two downfield throws to Brandon Ayuk. The first one, can you help me out with what the Cardinals were doing defensively when Brandon Ayuk is like alone in the middle of the field with a middle of field safety and nobody else around? What was that coverage? Because it looked like maybe it was cover three, but there was no deep third on the side of the field that uh, that that Brandon Ayuk was going to. And I mean, that's just a mismatch one-on-one when you're a, a safety in the middle of the field and you got someone like Brandon Ayuk running at you. And he did a nice job of what you talked about. Remember we talked about, a lot about with Danny Gray and, and how you can use your speed to your advantage. And he kind of pressed it upfield before he crossed his face on that route. So I thought of you when I saw that, and I know you appreciated that route, but what the heck was the coverage on the back end? Like that can't be the way they drew it up. I'd have to check out that coverage again, but a lot of times some of these teams, it's not as simple as cover one, two, and three. When they get into running match, and if you have one guy that's off with their match rules, it can leave a huge void on the back end of the defense. So that might be what we saw. So essentially end up being more of a blown coverage uh, and probably not ideally what the safety wanted in that position. (laughs) But yeah, the match rules, and I can't even teach match. Uh, We actually taught it to our... Eighth grade, middle school, 707 team a few years ago. And my guy, Murph Brookins. Murph Brookins. And I'm thinking, like, Murph, you don't think this is a a lot to teach these young kids? He's like, nah, man, they're going to get it. And they got it down. They got down match. They they learned it. I still don't know it to the extent of how they did it. I know it from just a cornerback's perspective on the outside. So a lot of different things and rules that go into a match, depending on the, the route, the depth. Uh, you know, does this guy go vertical and then push outside corner? Does this linebacker have to carry this across the field? Uh, but somebody had to carry something and they missed it. And then the other, uh, the other deep ball to Ayuk, where he made a nice play and, and came back, and it looked like double coverage. Brock Purdy threw that ball early. Do you think Brock Purdy threw that ball thinking that the second defender was back there? I think Brock got away with one on that throw. I don't know because you know Brock has done so good with a lot of things. You want to give him the benefit of doubt that he did it yeah. intentionally, but when you just watch it and how it was playing out, it doesn't look like he did it intentionally, but he definitely threw it to the spot where if his guy sees it before the other guys, you know, his guy can adjust to it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was one of those where I- I'm big on just give guys shots, give them opportunity downfield and, a lot of good things happened because let's say somebody did see it at the same time as IU. What likely would have happened was IU go and once he tries to kind of cut that route off, flatten it off to get to the ball like he did, somebody might grab him. And now all of a sudden you have a pass interference because the, the, the safety guy was heading in a different direction than he was. So if he looks back and sees it and sees IU adjust his route, he probably would have reached back with his left arm and grabbed him and then boom, you get a flag. So keep yeah. taking shots. I like it. I like it. That was, our big, that was my big gripe with, with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, and I couldn't tell mm-hmm. if it was Jimmy or Kyle Shanahan, but he's like, man, where's the downfield passing attempts? Because most of the time, good things happen from it, especially the office. The, the, the NFL, 
I say it all the time. One, they hate cornerbacks and they hate defense. They don't want to see good defense being played. So they're always going to give offense the benefit of the doubt and get those whack calls when a ball is like underthrown and the receiver kind of adjusts to it and the corner can't. And all of a sudden you get a flag thrown on you. I hate it from a cornerback perspective, but you know, as if I were coaching, you want to take advantage of those rules. Garrison says, who cares? He caught the ball. Why talk about something that has happened? Because uh, we're, we're trying to learn more about the game. I mean, you don't stick your head in the sand. We're, we're trying to figure out what's happening in the game. We're breaking it down. We're analysts. We're analyzing here, Garrison. That's, that's why you're tuning into this podcast. 49ers um, won. Nothing else to talk about. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's uh, start our Thursday evening. That's a short episode. Uh, we're going to make some, by the way, uh, people calling us out because we, we were supposed to make a prediction uh, on the crossover. We didn't have time, so we are going to have to make a prediction today, Croc, on uh, 49ers Cowboys in this one. Uh, but next, what are the keys to victory? What the 49ers have to do on Sunday to beat them boys next. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, you know what they do? They make you look good. They also feel good while they're making you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. Um, my Bird Dogs fit amazing. They look fantastic. I've got the Bird Dog shorts. I've got the Bird Dog long pants. Uh, they're both so versatile. You can wear them for just about any occasion and you will look good. Uh, Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as, uh, say, Lululemon, but with a way better fit. And they fit better than those regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton because Bird Dogs fixed all those issues by inventing their own cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, whether you're at the office, whether you're on the golf course, at the barbecue, just hanging out around the house, watching football, doing podcasts, whatever it is, Bird Dogs fit the occasion. And all you got to do to get yourself a pair is go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter a promo code locked on NFL at checkout and you get a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You will not want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Croc, did you I, have I do have one thing to say. Yeah, yeah. So I, I see this right here. And uh, we got Charlene Crosley in the chat says, Brennan, are you and Purdy on the same page? I think both understand how the other thinks. I think a lot of that is with like more so timing and rhythm. When you're letting it go downfield, I think that's more trust, trust than being on the same page. I mean, essentially, I guess you could say that's kind of almost the same. But when you see a guy running downfield, like, hey, I'm going to throw it to this spot. And I trust that this guy will make the necessary adjustment. Uh, when guys are throwing the ball down the field, like deep balls, right? Uh, and, you, and you'll see a lot of the splash guys. Let's say I took a high school quarterback and we would we go and watch his huddle film. It's going to be a lot of deep throws. Well, deep throws don't show how good of a quarterback you are because the receiver is able to adjust and make you right when you're wrong, right? So you can't even tell if a quarterback is throwing a deep ball super accurately mo most of the time. Because guys can slow down, they can speed up, they can change the trajectory of, you know, where they were going. So I think it's really more so when he's throwing the ball downfield to Brandon Ayuk, as we've seen it on sideline fades. Uh, now, what we saw it against the Steelers, we saw it last game, we saw that go uh, that deep post. 
that feels like more trust. Being on the same page typically is, hey, if you get this kind of coverage from this guy, sit your route down here, then we're going to be on the same page, same timing and rhythm with that. And I think that even takes longer to build than just a guy adjusting in the air because you, tr you trust him down the field. Big trust. And in order for Brock Purdy to hit some of those big plays and be aggressive down the field, Croc, he's got to have some protection. Uh, this is the best pass rush the 49ers have faced this year. Yeah, when you consider the entirety of the front for the Dallas Cowboys, I know they faced TJ Watt. And look, the 49ers were beaten up on the on the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one so bad everywhere else that the three sacks from TJ Watt didn't matter. Two uh, strip sacks. One of them they lost. One of them Brock Purdy got back. They might not have that extra wiggle room in this one if Micah Parsons and – uh, Demarcus Lawrence and anybody up front on the Dallas Cowboys is getting after Brock Purdy and he's sacked three times and, and losing fumbles. So protecting Brock Purdy, I think, has to be key number one in this one. It's pivotal. And I think, you know, obviously, like this is the, one of the better offenses that the 49ers will, will have faced, right? Like the Dallas Cowboys, the quarterback is better, especially when you think of what happened, right? Like outside of the Steelers game, the 49ers have protected their quarterback, Brock Purdy, fairly well. Right, like no big issues. You gave up one sack last week. Like it's not the end of the world, but you do have a guy on the other side of the field now with Michael Parsons, who's capable of doing what we saw from T.J. Watt. And even within that, Cowboys' offense is better than Pittsburgh Steelers. Like all the way around, their passing game is better. Their running game is better. Like their their offensive line now that they have everybody healthy is better. Like they're just better. So that's where it can affect you more. It, you know, those type of setbacks or whatever maybe didn't hurt you in that game. And their defense is better. Cowboys have the number two defense in the NFL right now. It's not really talked about. All right. So their team is just better. Like you can't have those same mistakes. You just have to hope on the defensive side of the ball, the 49ers create turnovers because that's where the Cowboys have been lacking. Like in their red zone, like their red zone offense it has been very stagnant. They haven't been good. Um, so can you, you know, make Dax throw a stupid interception right like that's going to be the right. difference but you can't let michael parsons take over have three sacks two forced fumbles because that will definitely impact you much more than it did week one against pittsburgh uh by the way we we've we've got uh we've got someone behind enemy lines in your family croc your brother and he listens to he's an everydayer with locked on cowboys right and did they think that uh if i'm not mistaken we were talking a little bit off the air the the guys on uh, locked on Cowboys think that the that the the Cowboys are going to bring pressure, kind of similar to what the New York Giants did potentially against Brock Purdy. So what my brother was listening to, they went back to uh, the playoff game and what worked and what didn't work against Dak Prescott. When they blitzed him, I mean, it, there was a drastic difference between the times they blitzed him and did not blitz him. And as, well, you're as far about as what the Niners are going to do to Dak Prescott, are you talking about the Cowboys blitzing Brock Purdy? Cowboys blitzing Brock Purdy. Okay, okay. Yeah, so they, they blitzed Brock a lot. and Or not a lot. Whenever they blitzed him, they have far more success. And I was like, well, BJ, the, 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 we just watched the New York Giants. They tried to do the same thing. Matter of fact, they blitzed him on the highest percentage of his dropbacks ever in the history of football. And he said, well, our defense is better than the Giants. So don't compare us to the Giants. We're better on the back end. You know, we have better defensive line. We got better linebackers. We have guys that can cover. Our defenses, our players are just better. So if they blitz them, if they blitz Brock at a higher rate, they feel like they will have more success than what we saw the uh, Giants have against the 49ers. And 
I guess you can kind of say this as well. Early on, it looked like the Giants might have had success doing that. And then it just came to a point where it didn't matter and Brock Purdy yeah. was picking them apart. But he's like, well, you were throwing on some rookie corners and a Dory Jackson. He's like, you know, Stephon Gilmore is better than anybody that they have. And even uh, the kid out of Stockton, uh, Deron Bland. I mean, not Stockton. He had 209 out of Modesto. Deron Bland. He has eight interceptions in his 10 starts that he's that he's had with the Cowboys. You know, and he's starting now in place of Diggs. Where you think yeah. you, you know, it's like, oh, you don't got to go up against Diggs, a playmaker. And then Bland is like, well, hold on. In my 10 starts, I've had eight interceptions. So they just, he just thinks like, no, our back end guys are better than what the Giants had to offer. So y'all can do that against them. Can't do that against the number two defense in the NFL. Man, the thing about Brock Purdy is he's so much... It, the numbers are very similar to last year, Croc, but Purdy is better this year. Like, there's not that frenetic element to Purdy's game. And I didn't know if that was something that was just always going to be part of his game, backdoor out of the pocket, uh, running around, things looking a little crazy. He's much more calm. He's dealing from the pocket. Those blitzers coming right at him, and he's facing the blitz, getting the ball out early. And even with some struggles early in that Giants game, he came through it and figured it out. Uh, and that was super impressive to me. Like, uh, it's unbelievable how good Brock Purdy is. Like, every week you kind of like, like, dang, is this guy that good? He is that good. Like, he just keeps doing it. And eventually he's going to have a bad game. You hope it's not this week. Uh, and and protecting him would be a, a big one. And, and I'm sure the 49ers, that's why I brought up earlier that, you know, throwing the ball to McCaffrey out of the backfield, I think the quick passing game is going to be on tap for the 49ers for sure. And of course they're always going to be trying to run the ball, but I don't imagine they're going to try to have Brock Purdy holding the ball. A lot. I don't think we're going to see a lot of step seven step drops. That's, that's just, um, th- this would not be the week to, to try that. I think. Not, not, not what Parsons on the other side. And again, we have our Nick Bosa. So we look at Bosa and it's like, man, this guy's elite. He's dangerous. He Dallas Cowboys and their fans, they feel like, if let alone, you forget defensive end, best defensive end. Like they think Parsons is the best defensive player in the league, and he's being compared to guys like, you know, Lawrence Taylor. You know, and yeah. just with his usage and and the different things he does. I mean, he's explosive off the edge. So you start talking about key matchups, man. And I'm eyeing right there McKivitz against him. Now we talked about it on the crossover episode where, you know, they're like, well, Demarcus Lawrence typically lines up on the other side. But one thing I've noticed with Parsons, they'll send him from anywhere. He does stunts. You, all of a sudden, you see him uh, kind of coming through the middle, and he yeah. closes extremely fast, extremely fast to the quarterback. So, I mean, he you you have to limit his impactful plays. I guess the, the offset would be, how, how do you do that? And I think when we watched the Giants game, it was, hey, we're going to go to the screen game right now. So, okay, you want to send guys, you want to blitz, you want to do these things. We're going to throw the ball and get, get, give it to Debo Samuel in space. We're going to throw the ball, and we're going to give it to uh, Christian McCaffrey in space. And then I think you have to start as a defense. You know, If you're the Cowboys, you have to start playing a little bit more honest. I can't wait for it. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to see – we're going to see Michael Parsons in all the gaps. Uh, he's going to he's going to be equal opportunity, I have a feeling. He's going to see some Trent Williams, but he's going to see some Brendel. He's going to see some Aaron Banks. He's going to see some uh, – he's going to see some McKivitts on the other side, I think. And, you know, he'll be up in the A-gap. He'll be mugged up in the A-gap, Croc. I think we're going to see that. Absolutely. Burford is going to see a little bit of him as well. So, uh, got to get him blocked up front. Keep Purdy clean. Get the ball out. That is one of the biggest keys to victory in this one. We've got some more – What's going on with the slot corner position? Because 
that is pivotal on the other side of the ball. And I think pressure against Dak is a, is a big one as well. More keys to victory next. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun you will have playing daily fantasy sports this football season. And while you're having all that fun, you can win yourself 25 times your money as well. You could turn 10 bucks into 250 bucks with just a few taps playing daily fantasy at Prize Picks. Prize Picks cannot be simpler to play. You pick two or more players and you select the more than or less than on their projected stats at Prize Picks. Make those entries in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of player and stat types is what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And Something you can't get anywhere else. With Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL or download the app and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match. Up to $100. That is pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. Got to find the slot. Just like with my golf swing, Croc, the 49ers got to find the slot on defense. CD Lamb, three out of four snaps, he's lined up in the slot. That is their number one go to wide receiver. You got to get him covered. He's going to move around. Do you want him seeing? Isaiah Oliver, or do you want him seeing Demo with Ambry Thomas on the outside, Croc? You put your Steve Wilkes hat on. What's your starting lineup in the secondary? I want him seeing Traverius Ward. Like, look, we pay you the big bucks, right? And oh, I've talked a lot. We travel. Yeah, and okay. we've seen him do that, right? Yeah. Now, uh, we saw it against DK Metcalf, but when DK Metcalf lined up in the slot, like, guess who was there? Traverius Ward. So you pay him the big bucks. And I've talked a lot this week about how you know, a lot of people have made a stink about the secondary and some of the issues. I'm like, they, they, they haven't done anything that tells me that that's a position I should be worrying about because they haven't put that type of investment into the secondary. Now, if there is one guy that they have, it is Traverius Ward. So, all right, Ward, you got to go make your money. And they are going to target C.D. Lamb. And they are going to put him in situations where they want to put the ball in his hands. We watched him in the playoffs, and I thought they did a good job defending him. Uh, a lot of what he did was at or behind the line of scrimmage. I think he had nine catches in the game, but like prior to the big one that he had on Lenore late in the game, he had like eight catches for like 40 yards. So they did a really good job of stifling him and keeping it to minimal gains. But if you really want to kind of put a lid on that, Traverse work, go everywhere he goes and just play press. And maybe you play some zones from there because even if you're a guy like Ward, who doesn't play a whole lot of zone from the slot. That That's different, right? You, you got to understand run fits and, and, you know, how you're working with the outside cornerback as well as the linebackers too. Still, you're dropping out into space, understand it, keep everything in front of, you, in front of you, rally down, make tackles. But when it is third down, maybe you could just do it specifically on third down, follow CD Lim around because that is the guy that they're going to force feed. Like, they're going to get the ball. They haven't used Brandon Cooks. Shout out to Brandon Cooks, 209, Stock California. They haven't used Brandon Cooks. You know, I I don't even know who the other receivers are like like that 
that they that they have they have some young guys there. Gallup, but the, they got uh told Jalen. Oh, my, Michael Gallup, my bad. Colorado yeah. State. Now he's he's a monster. He can't. But even then, his numbers haven't been crazy right now. Like Ceedee Lamb is the guy. And anytime you watch Dallas Cowboys, they are figuring out different ways. I like the way they feature him, but they're figuring out different ways to get the ball in his hands. And ideally for them, like you said, three out of his five snaps or whatever is from the slot. So how do you how do you challenge that? I think you put uh you put Traverse Ward there. I love that. But if you do that, Croc, that means you have to have two other outside corners potentially on the field, which means it's Ambry Thomas and it's Diamador Lenore. So you answered the question kind of uh, in that you're not going to have Isaiah Oliver on the outside when you move Ward to the slot to be man up on, uh, on CD Lamb. So that means you have probably Ambry Thomas staying at the right corner spot. And then you have Demo is the one that's flipping with potentially flipping with, uh, with Charverius Ward in that case. I've talked a lot about the 49ers doing matchup stuff. Like over the years, I've talked a lot about them doing matchup stuff. They never do. They stick to whatever their philosophy is. They do that. And typically they do it very well. So I, I would put Charverius Ward on him, especially on key downs. I don't think mm-hmm. they'll do that. I think they'll stick with Isaiah Oliver and Yamadou oh. Lenore on the outside. And just like, all right, Oliver, you know, go limit the explosive plays. Yep. Well, if Isaiah Oliver's playing, they're going to target 26 a lot. And if it's the other way around, they're going to target Ambry Thomas, 20. So Dak Prescott's going to be scanning the field. And if he sees 26 or 20, I have a feeling a lot of balls are going to go in those directions. So uh, it's up to those guys. Isaiah Oliver had a huge game. Right? Was that week two? Uh, difference making game, interceptions, uh, making plays in the run. So if they start targeting a lot, that's what happened to Demo last year. Remember, he was the guy. He's like, oh, we're going after Demo Delmador Lenore, and Delmador Lenore was like, cool, I'm going to pick you off, and he started making big plays, and that's how he earned yeah. the the respect and the spot he's in now. So it's going to be up to Ambry Thomas or uh, or uh, Isaiah Oliver, whoever it is. It's going to be up to them guys to make plays if they are being targeted. And they're being the featured defender by the Dallas Cowboys in this. It's, it's time to step up, especially in games like this. I mean, come no, on, we got prime time, time, prime time game against the Dallas Cowboys. This might be the most viewed game all year, you know, mm. based on where these teams are. You know, Dallas Cowboys are a really good team, and I've talked a lot about the Cowboys, uh, you know, having a really good offense. I think Dak Prescott is a, a legit starting NFL quarterback. He's pretty good. Most people have him like in the top ten. But for whatever reason, he typically shrinks against the 49ers. And I think a lot of it has to do with the 49ers just being really good with their pass rush, making him uncomfortable and flustering them. I don't know if that's where the 49ers defense is right now. So you have to figure out different ways to kind of fluster him to where he can be that deck that we've seen in the playoffs the last couple of years. Uh, And by the way, uh, one player that's for me, and and maybe this is a game – that they can still try it is Sam Womack. Sam Womack should be this, that guy. He should be that extra DB that we're talking about. And he hasn't been. And maybe he would be the guy to come in and play some outside corner. If Ward is, if they, if they decided to do that, but Jimmy Ward and Jimmy Ward said a lot of stuff and we don't have time to get into all that today. Maybe we'll get into some more of it next week. Uh, some other interesting things I heard that uh, pertain to the 49ers with uh, the old, director of personnel for the Chicago bears talking about both the 2017 draft and the 2021 draft, which 
the Bears drafted quarterbacks in both those drafts, and the 49ers were involved in, in both of those decisions for the Chicago Bears. And so some good intel there from a, from a decision maker in a front office. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to talk about some of those things next week. But one of the things that Jimmy Ward talked about is something that we had kind of guessed is the reason Sam Womack is not the slot guy right now is because they didn't like his run fits. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's a big that's a big deal when you're in the slot. Like you have yeah. to you have to understand that or you're going to get gashed. You know, you got to understand your containment. Um, you have to understand, like, if you are like uh, a, a guy that has to come from the other side of the field, where's my fit there? Uh, down inside, you got to be dirty sometimes, but sometimes guys are too quick to the punch and they want to jump inside that between that like uh, B gap. And all of a sudden you give up the outside edge, you know, and that can really make guys upset or when guys do, do get to the edge and then you hop inside and now you still give up the edge more, even on the outside. And Richard Sherman was actually the first one on that. Uh, he talked about that really as soon as the change was made uh, last year, he was like, Oh, they don't like run fit. Like uh, reminded, being reminded in the chat that Womack is on IR, so he wouldn't have been able to do that anyway. That is correct. Uh, yeah, well, he won't. He should have been the he should have been the guy who became the slot corner for the 49ers. and uh, so kind of a disappointment that he that he wasn't. But you know that that was kind of what happened with Demo too. We're like, oh, he's probably going to be a slot guy. That's kind of how he profiles. Then he ended up being the outside corner, and then now we're seeing him more in the slot again this year. So who knows? Who knows with these? Where's Darrell Luter? He's still on the pup. I. It was a was it a bone bruise? What was his? It was a knee injury, right? It was a contusion. He's still on the pup list. That's a he's another one, man. That they they need someone like Darrell Luter on the outside right now, potentially. That would free up Charvarius Ward to go mirror uh, CD Lamb. That would be a fun one. Well, here's the tough thing with a guy like him. You know, it's like you've how many opportunities would he would he have had? Right, like you have all of you know, OTAs and you have training camp and you have all these opportunities. And now, right now, it, it feels like they're, hey, can anybody outside of Ambry Thomas step up and be able to play that outside so we can move Lenore inside and not yeah. have to put Isaiah Oliver on the field? And right. it's like, oh, nope, we got nobody else. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, Ambry Thomas, go ahead. Go back mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, by the way, the 49ers re-signed El Manning, who was claimed off waivers by the Cardinals earlier on the season, then was waived himself the 49ers brought him back to the practice squad did some maneuvering there um last one crock and this is one that we've seen when when Dak bad Dak is out there for the cowboys right you, you need that bad Dak turnover you need those Dak interceptions and that starts with pressuring him so you know he's only thrown one pick this year i know because it's Dak prescott we act like he has like a ton of turnover he's thrown one pick it was just a yeah. terrible timing the interception yeah, you know, in the end zone they haven't played any nick boses they haven't played any hard graves crock this is the week. Right. You pressure Croc into some, or you pressure Dak into some bad decisions. Get those turnovers. It's time. Yeah. All right. Thanks everybody for making Locked On 49ers your first listen here on the Prediction. Network. Oh, pred- thank you, Croc. I'm glad you're paying attention because uh, I was about to end this. Croc, what's your prediction? Uh, 49ers win. What, how many points? Uh, Are the hey Brock 30? Are the 49ers getting to 30 points this week? They've done it every 34. week. 34. Oh, okay. 30, 30, 34, 24. No way they lose this game if they put up 34 points on offense. Yeah, so take the over on the points. 34, 24. Wow, Croc thinks that uh, that both these teams are going to score up a little bit, even though these are two of the best defenses in the league. I like it. Okay, that'd be fun in prime time. Light up the scoreboard a little bit. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 27, 23 Niners. I like that too. 
Both mm-hmm. both of those hit mm-hmm. my um my over on price picks with the field goals. So Charlene says Nick Bosa picks up a fumble caused by Gravedigger for six points. There we go. Let's get some. That's how the that's how the Niners get the thirty in this one. A little defensive score. I like that. Let's do it. Like where we're at. All right. Thanks everybody for making this your first listen. Make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Also check out, it'll be right here on our channel and a lot of the Locked On NFL channels. Uh, We've got our Locked On kickoff show live happening every Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. It's on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. So check that out as well. Croc and I will be back post-game, breaking it all down right here. Locked On 49ers. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.